1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday. Kind of cloudy this afternoon. We've had a share of sunshine too. Don't be shocked. More perplexed if a shower makes its way through, because that could happen. 88 the high today, 69 low night. Tomorrow, back to the sunny and the high of 83 kind of thing. We've had a couple of days like that recently. It's been rather lovely. Phils lost 5-2 to Atlanta yesterday. There are two runs coming on solo homers from J.T. Realmuto, pinch hit homer, his 19th home run on the year. Alec Boehm's had a nice season, Homer number 12. Phillies are off tonight. Home tomorrow, opening a series against the Toronto Blue Jays at six forty-five. And in the meantime, tonight at home, the Eagles Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, eight thirty kickoff. There's a second Monday Night Football game tonight, starting at seven fifteen. Tennessee at Buffalo. Our Voice of the Martyr scoreboard right now says fifty-two listeners are in the circle. We'd love to keep that number going forward. Simply put, we're asking folks to contribute $6 or more. You can do more, but $6 for one Bible. And that Bible will go to places ranging from China to Ukraine to uh, Cuba and many other countries. Uh, Voice of the Martyrs works in around 70 countries. What a blessing that that will be. Think about how the Word of God means a lot to you and where you'd be without it. That's what you're doing for somebody else who does not have a copy of Scripture. Now, of course, lots and lots of Bibles would be wonderful, but this time around, as we work with different ministries every now and again, uh, Voice of the Martyrs, our thought is, let's see how many folks, how many listeners can be involved. So whether you do one or 10 or 100, it's up to you, but really we're focusing on one. Our goal is to get to, uh, last year we had 129 listeners be part of this, which is wonderful, and uh, so we don't have to beat that, so to speak, necessarily, because it's not the most important thing in the world. But for fun, we can add that in. We're at 52. So pace-wise, slightly behind. And it uh, be nice to catch that and go beyond that. But the most important thing is that, that you're involved. And so we encourage you to. You don't have to stop everything you're doing. You can just give a quick call. It takes two minutes and uh, do a $6 contribution. And uh, you know, it's part of the fabric of what we do with the radio station. Programs, contests, the interviews, all the other things and certainly being God's hands and feet as he gives us the opportunity. So, the number to call is 800-279-1969 800-279-1969 or right in our homepage you can click the Voice of the Martyrs banner at WFIL.com Thank you to Linda in Philadelphia also uh, Karen and Yaden and Mark in Croydon among the most recent folks to help out. Let's keep that Circle growing larger and wider and fartherer. 800-279-1969 or WFIL.com. Congratulations, high fives, and uh, pats on the head. To Diane in Philadelphia, not in a condescending way, of course. uh, Daniel in Philadelphia, as well as Beth in Levittown and Carl in Philadelphia. They have all won a couple of tickets to... The Gaither Vocal Band Concert. That's coming up on the 29th, a week from Thursday. We're giving away a couple of pair of tickets to that every day through this Thursday. So get yourself entered. It's right on our homepage, easy to click through. My recommendation is you make yourself a cup of coffee, cup of tea, you get comfortable in front of your computer and uh, just go through the site for a while because there's a lot of contests to do. There's news on things. There's a program guide. You can find out all the different ministries, when they air, kind of get your bearings with the radio station. A lot of stuff's happening. I have to do it myself because there is so much going on. But you may not know that the Gaither Vocal Band is coming in concert, including Bill Gaither himself. And so we are excited to be giving away tickets to that. Again, the date for the concert is Thursday, the 29th of this month at Christian Life uh, Church in Ben Salem. Now, having said that, Two special guests on our program today. One we have every now and again, Gary G. Cobb. Chat a little football because we got the Eagles going tonight. Gary, of course, himself played in the league for 11 years, including with the Eagles. And then speaking of the Gaithers, I'm very excited to have the one and only Bill Gaither on the show today. I have never spoken with Bill Gaither before. I've been doing this for three-plus decades, and I've had the opportunity to speak with a lot of different wonderful people musicians and artists over the years, but Bill Gaither is not one of them till today. So we'll be talking with him about the concert, get you excited about that, but also I want to pick his brain on a lot of other stuff too. So that's all coming up this hour on the Tim DeMauw Show, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Good way to start the week off. Quick break, Gary G. Cobb will join us for a few minutes, and then we'll have uh, Bill Gaither joining our program too. It's the Tim DeMauw Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
1: live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
2: Night, Eagles home against the Minnesota Vikings, and someone who has donned the uniform multiple times
3: for the Eagles, a couple other teams too. We won't get into that. Gary G. Cobb. Hey, man, how you doing? How you doing, Tim? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Looking forward to this game tonight. This is going to be uh, interesting. It's probably uh, could very well be a close one. You think so? Okay. Well, yeah, I think I think it could be close because. uh you know, I think both teams are good teams, and we know, you know, they, people expecting good things out of the Eagles. Well, Vikings are good. You know, they beat up the Packers, which is a good football team, and they've got a lot of talent. I mean, Kirk Cousins, their quarterback, okay, Justin Jefferson. Right. Uh, Maybe the best wide receiver in the league, for, you know, he, the way he plays, and and dalvin cook a good running back you know you, you got a good football team there and they got a good defense they you know they put pressure on the on the uh on aaron Rodgers. they got to him what about four times four sacks against them so they got a good football team we'll see how
2: things go well you know it's just occurring to me the vikings are one of the teams of course who have never won the super bowl although they've i think they've been in it four times and lost them all yeah they Right. Yeah, they
3: lost them all. Yeah. I remember the you know, those uh, Carl Eller and Alan Page and Fran Tarkington. Yeah. Um and what was their, their coach's name? Um I remember their Bud coach Grant. Like a, Bud Grant, that's right. Yeah, Bud Grant. Boy, they they were good, you know, they're always a good team. They won a lot of games and couldn't win the Super Bowl though.
2: Purple people eaters. I
3: love the I love the helmet. Purple helmets. people eaters, That's right? Purple people, people <laughs> eaters, yeah.
2: That's yeah, a- they, it's interesting to me, just, uh, you know, and you having played the game, I was thinking about this the other day. There are some franchises that just never get there, even though mathematically uh-huh. you think, you know, you're not supposed to win every year. But, you know, technically every 30 years or so in any sport, if you divvy it all up mm-hmm. evenly, in yeah. your experience, because the Lions, who you played for, is a perfect example yeah. who the Eagles, yep. you know, right why do you think the Lions? Because they've had great players—Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson—all these players. But never, you never look at the Lions like, oh, they're going to win it. You know, they they get in the yeah. playoffs once and then they're gone for ten years. What do you think it uh-huh. is about about in pro sports, football specifically? Perhaps that you have franchises that know how to return. Cowboys, you know, have been dry spell, but they've won plenty mm-hmm. and other yeah. teams like that. What do you think
3: it is? Anything in particular? Well, I think I think it has a lot to do with whoever's running the organization. Okay, you know, because. They've got to hire the right people, and uh, I think that uh, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, because you you've uh, you've got to hire the right people. Like starting off with the right coach, and then that coach has got to hire the right assistant coaches. And uh, you know, it's 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 the management of them, and I think that um, attitude of the organization, you know, are, are they the kind that are pursuing excellence that you know, where winning is really what they want to do or they just want to make money because, you know, you you could uh, kind of go through the motions and say, hey, we're going to make money in the NFL and, you know, you're going to make money. But uh, if winning is important to where you want to do whatever it takes to win, I got to give Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie. He could do that. I mean, come on, as people, as crazy as people are about the Eagles, you know, he wouldn't need to just do everything he can to win, but, he wants to win. Yeah. And, and I think that that, um, that shows through the organization. But that's ultimately, does the owner really want to win? And I, I, I think that that comes through, you know. Uh, and, and are they willing to do the things that it takes to win? That means sometimes you got to fire people. Hmm. You know, if they're not doing the job, you're going, you know, hey, it seems like a really nice guy and everything. But he's not a good football coach, so we'll see you, nice guy.
2: You know? <laughs> we wish you well in your future endeavors that's right <laughs> continue to be nice <laughs> yeah that's funny Gary G Cobb our guest for a few minutes here on the Tim DeMar show on WFIL tonight the Eagles and Minnesota Vikings doing Monday night football at eight thirty. uh and you know your work with football obviously has been you played it you lived it and you continue doing that you still working with the players and giving some post career counseling
3: still still working with players you know um and and there's always you know things going on when you are dealing with people you're dealing with families yeah uh and uh, you know you you got young young players see these guys are young when you're when you're in your 20s you think you know but you don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah and so you know you you can make mistakes and and um, need correct the way you think about things and and then um you you have the whole thing of trying to find out what type of career you'd like to have? Like what do you want to do? And that's some of the challenges that the the players have to work. In fact, uh, Buddy Ryan used to say when when uh he would <laughs> when a guy get cut, he'd say, Hey, now you can get on with your life's work.
2: Interesting. You know? Interesting. Which means
3: something, you know, that um you know, probably you know, more serious than football. What well, what is it really you're gifting, you know? Uh, and that's and that's something I ask guys about, you know, um, finding out what they like to do. And a lot of times what they like to do is what they do best. And so it's a matter of mastering that. And, yeah, and, you know, uh, maybe you've got to go back to school. Maybe you don't have to go back to school. But the thing that you do is, you know, uh, something that you, you got a burning passion for, you know, sure uh, that you go, you're going to have to you gonna have to do a lot. Because to be good at something you're gonna to need to do it a lot. So well, it needs to be something you enjoy.
2: It's a special thing too that you have that opportunity, I'm sure, of the credibility having played for the league and know you're still in good, great shape. You even look like you can still get back out there and play and uh um, look like,
3: <laughs> look like.
2: <laughs> and uh <laughs> well and and the fact that you I know have an eye for wanting to share as you have the opportunity about the Lord to help them understand yep. really what the meaning mm-hmm. of life is about, not just what job you're doing. So
3: Yeah, you know, in fact, you know, um I'm in the process of now. I'm probably gonna uh, go out of town for a few days, uh, you know, later this week. But uh, we're gonna be working with um, military guys who are in the military, hmm. and and you know, there've been guys having such a challenge because uh, they have some things similar to the football players. because uh, as a football player, you know, you got a team sport. You don't want to let your guys down. You know, guys feel, really feel bad if they let their guy catch a touchdown and they're in the huddle and. You know, and they were the one that was their guy. They let everybody else down, you Mm. know, and, you know, guys feel bad about that. And then, you know, when you get in the military, of course, it gets a lot more serious where you got guys that are uh, Navy SEALs that have to go do things, you know, uh, whatever, you know, their commander is is telling them to do where they they might have to shoot somebody. I mean, think about it as a as a a soldier, you know, you're shooting somebody. Well, uh, and all those guys, they, they, they take that back home. They know they shot. They, they shot that guy. Now, of course, they, they defended their other guys. And they survived and they come back. And a lot of the guys say they don't tell anybody what, what happened. Yeah. Nobody tells anybody what happened because, you know, you're out there shooting and, you know, and, and, and then other times where you might have made a mistake and it costs another guy's life. You know, and, and you've got to live with that and see what I'm going to be sharing with them is about the blood of Jesus. The forgiveness of the Lord that he forgives he's a God that wipes your slate, your slate clean uh, he sent Jesus to the cross for our sin he he's he got the answer for our sin he's the only one that's got the answer hmm. and he wipes our slate clean through the blood the, the price that Jesus paid on the cross that is the truth of the gospel and see a lot of the military guys they need to hear the gospel that don't hold, no, I know what happened out there on the battlefield and you're feeling bad about it and feel eventually like taking their own life. No, no, no. The Lord sent Jesus to the cross so he can forgive you of what happened. You don't have to hold that against yourself. And you've got to forgive yourself. And that's what so many of the guys in the military, they need to hear the message of the gospel that Jesus paid the price for sin. That you don't need to feel bad about what you did. You need to forgive yourself. God forgives you. Let that go. But you need to know that the blood was shed. Jesus shed his blood for the sin of the world and that he paid the price. And that is what these young men need to know so they're not feeling bad about what they did and eventually— gets them to take their life, you know, and wow. and so that's what I'll be sharing. The, the message of the gospel is such a wonderful, wonderful thing, Amen. the gospel.
2: Amen. I feel like we should be passing the offering plate right about now. Well, hey,
3: well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I you, you can't help but, you know, uh, and, and this is something that's going on throughout the country is young men, you know, uh, walking around with those, you know, thoughts about what happened on the battlefield you
2: know well and what you're what you're saying there applies you know as you're talking i am sure there are listeners who mm -hmm. may not have been in in the military but who are feeling something about something could have maybe someone had an abortion or somebody who did something and drunk driving you know and injured someone whatever it might be Mm -hmm. something serious where you're like i can't shake that they need to hear that those words of encouragement amen amen Gee, it's great to talk to you. Always is great to talk to you. And uh, I'm looking forward to next time during the football season we can catch up and chat a little birds and also certainly chat about these things so they matter tremendously.
3: That's right. Hopefully the guys win tonight. Hopefully they get a a victory. That'd be nice. And uh, hopefully they play well and everything. But, uh, you know. (laughs) We'll see. uh, Because, you know, boy, a lot of people are very excited. I mean, I I can't go anywhere without people. Oh, they're excited about this game. So it's going to be fun. (laughs)
2: That sounds great. (laughs) Gee, thanks for taking time. Have a great rest of your afternoon. We'll catch you next time.
3: Hey, sounds good. And God bless everybody.
2: Amen. We'll be praying for your trip this week, too. All right. right. Thank you. You're welcome. Gary G. Cobb, longtime NFL player, sports uh, talk show host in Philadelphia, and mentors players now, and uh, does a lot of other work with incarcerated and just a great man of God. We love having him on the program periodically, talk some Eagles and also talk about life. So uh, by the way, just a good point to bring up now, we put podcasts up of our programs on our homepage. You're welcome to scroll through and And uh, and locate those. We'll have this one up a little later on tonight, too. Quick break, then the one and only Bill Gaither going to be joining our program on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board the one and only Bill Gaither. How are you today, sir? Tim, I'm doing well, and I like that one and only thing. I'm going to tell that to Glory tonight,
4: and she asked me to do something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, we are really excited to have you come into town, and I'm excited to have a chance to talk with you. Uh, I've been doing uh, Christian radio for over 30 years and I had the pleasure of talking with you know a lot of different folks from Larry Norman to Amy Grant and Andre Crouch and all through the new artists uh but never have had the privilege of talking with you so it's a it's a real uh, privilege for me today to be able to do that thank you for taking time
4: well you're very kind Tim uh, Andre was a very good friend and uh Gloria and I were not able to attend the funeral but we sent a uh, A video out as part of the service. Hmm. Uh, And then Amy, of course, has been a a good friend for many years. I did not know Larry and heard a lot of great things about him, but I'm glad to be in that company.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, let's start with the concert because we want people to obviously go and enjoy and be blessed by it. Thursday, the 29th at seven o'clock, Christian Life Church in Ben Salem. Uh, Welcome to Philadelphia in advance. And, uh, What what are folks in store for that evening? Well, hopefully some
4: good songs that'll hopefully unite the crowd. So so good music, and it's not necessarily in this order, but uh, but we got some great musicians, the great band that plays with the vocal band and makes it very very special. And then secondly, I think I think an evening of spirit filled joy. Uh, some uh, good moments of just plain old good fellowship and fun. And I think people are now at the stage uh, after COVID that it's just great to get together again and not have to worry about spreading a bad disease around. Sure. So, So that will happen. I think some good theology, some stuff that could change some people's lives. I still think the test tube of the gospel is uh, uh, is the change life. The blind man saying, I don't know all of these questions. All I know is I was blind. I now can see. So I think there's some good, solid uh, uh, teaching in what we do, and hopefully they'll be teaching moments. Gloria and I both started out as school teachers, and we still feel as though. In give a given night we need to leave a couple three ideas behind that might make a difference in the people's lives who uh who signed up for the evening.
2: Yeah. I was just thinking that could be kind of a, a, a marketing thing too, because you could leave give a homework assignment so they need to come to the next concert to, you know, turn their homework in. That might be one way of <laughs> approaching it.
4: So yeah. spoken like a true uh, communication. Uh, <laughs> <spoke>.
2: <laughs> well, it's interesting, just on a side note, I, I did actually have an education degree when I went to college in math, but I almost did English for a while. I chose math in the end. And you did that? You, you both did that, you said, earlier in, in your lives before full-time into the music side,
4: right? Well, I, I both taught in the public school. I, I taught for 10 years. I think she's, she taught for two or three, maybe four years, then we started having babies.
2: Yeah. And,
4: uh, but uh, we both taught English. She taught English and French. And basically, Tim, I, I don't think we ever have left the classroom. I think teaching, leaving behind some ideas, and even teaching on the road with some, these. we've had so many young artists come to our camp. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they listen. Sometimes they you did the best. You did the best you
2: could do. <laughs> folks, you're just tuning in with chat with Bill Gaither. Very privileged to have him on the program today. The Gaither Vocal Band in concert Thursday the 29th at 7 at Christian Life Church in Ben Salem. Uh, speaking of that, you know, you've had a lot of wonderful folks uh, in the Gaither Vocal Band lineup over the years. The current lineup is, uh, is it... If you could run that just so folks can get to know, you know, if they're ramping back in. And so who's part of the, the group right now and what they bring to the table at that concert? Do you have a second to share just about the, the, the main folks who are part of that?
4: Yes. Uh, the group started about 30 years ago. It was an outgrowth of the trio uh, road performance. Uh, the trio basically was uh, Gloria and my brother and me. And then Gary McSpadden joined the group and then we sang up to about 87 88 89 and then the vocal band surfaced from th- that particular organization yeah and uh, and and then for the last 30 years with the vocal band I've sung with nothing but I think some of the best singers in the Christian music field and we've had about 16 different personnel which is Not bad for a group going that long, and all kind of names, of course, in the group, Uh, Mark Lowry, David Phelps, Guy Penrod, Michael English, and Marshall Hall, and so many great singers uh, in in the past group. The current group uh, has been together now for about 10 or 11 years, and I think, from a spirit perspective, it's 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 some of the best chemistry that we've ever had. Uh, Reggie Smith on tenor. Uh, well, in fact, we got two tenors. Uh, Wes Hampton. When you're traveling night after night, you cannot have enough tenors in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Because singing at that level at so high, you need to have some help from time to time. That's so, uh, uh, Wes Hampton's with us. And then uh, Adam Crabb, who sings second tenor, but man, he can pop B-flats and Cs himself, a pretty amazing uh, vocalist. Yeah. And then Todd Settles is our baritone bass, and he is amazing. It's an incredible voice, incredible range. And then I hang around and provide the transportation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah. and we're having a whole lot of fun to be honest with you and uh, as a current program is just is so good so much energy and uh these young guys keep me uh keep me going keep me jumping I love it's it. gonna be a great night
2: that's great If you're just tuning in uh, it's bill gaither on the tim DeMoss show today on wfil in philadelphia you touched on it there for a second i was thinking uh, and also, I know artists who have been part of the Gaither Vocal Band over the years, Russ Taff, uh, one of my favorite artists of all time, and Jim Murray. I think uh, Lauren L. Harris was part of the group, Steve Green. We've had a lot of these folks on individually over the years. Um, but what's been important to you, whatever the reason was when somebody were, you know, moved out and it's time to bring another person in, uh, what are you thinking about? I'm, I'm thinking godliness or character or how they'll fit with whoever's already part of the group, obviously skill and ability.
4: Well, and especially uh, with within our field uh, character and uh, and the moral fiber and and the spiritual background, is of utmost importance. I never forget talking to um, uh, Donnie Wash, who was the general manager of the Indiana Pacers here in Indiana. Yeah, And, uh, and and Donnie was responsible for choosing a lot of the personnel for the Indiana Pacers. And and one night we were at a get-together, and I was talking to him about, you know, why do you look for qualities? And he said, well, talent will always seduce you. That was his word. Hmm. But he said character will come. Now, this is with a secular Balti. Yeah. Same thing true right there with the 76ers. You know, uh, from one, uh, I, I can remember coming to the old spectrum. And watching Dr. J in a finals game playing uh, playing against Kareem Abdul Jabbar, wow. and all those at Magic Johnson uh, in in a finals. That's when Pat Williams was a the manager there, and I kind of scraped. But he said, even in the secular field, that character is the most important because they got to have talent at this level. Uh, obviously, you got to have talent, but. As he said, if the if character is bad or there's a flaw in the character, that will come back and bite you, uh, you know, every time. So, wow. to answer your question, Tim, we definitely had to start with the spiritual core of the a person, and there's no guarantee there because they might start out spiritually at one place and might not end up where they need, to, you know, where they need to end up. Sure. A good voice, a good talent. And then they got to have a pretty good home life. And sometimes uh, uh, sometimes a spouse will either add to the good chemistry of the group or subtract from the good chemistry of the group. So after I say that, I don't think I've ever had four guys with me with better chemistry. And I've never had even bad chemistry in the group. But... Some was better than others. This current bunch, people are saying, there's a special spirit about these guys I really love.
2: That's very interesting. That's great. Bill Gaither, our guest today on the Tim Demos show for a little bit. Uh, The concert coming up with the Gaither Vocal Band, Thursday, the 29th of September, Christian Life Church in uh, Ben Salem. Uh, And along those lines, just musically speaking, the last couple of years, there have actually been several new releases. There's the That's Gospel Brother, Uh, one that came out last year. And then there's a Christmas one, All Heaven and Nature Sing. And then Let's Just Praise the Lord came out this year, which is, I guess, renditions of some of the most popular praise and worship songs over the years. So I don't know if you want to just uh, kind of address or or mention those three or or talk to those for a second about uh, as folks maybe want to add to their collection or they, they, you know, lost track of where they were and they want to pick up some new music.
4: Yes. uh, When when you talk about the vocal band, you just have to start with the fact that this old man loves four-part male harmony, and it will always include some great traditional gospel songs. And, of course, with Gloria and I and our writing, uh, and we've been married now for 60 years and, and, and been writing a whole lot of songs, a lot of those songs will find their way on to the uh, Gaither concert. We, we sing songs from other uh, other sources, too. Yeah. And so that... Gospel Brother is, is a project that we're very proud of because it's just basically a pretty good cross section of what the Gaither Vocal Band's always been about and some new arrangements that I think are pretty exciting. The All, All Heaven and Nature Sings project is a Christmas project with probably about half traditional and well known things, and then also some new things that Gloria and I and co writers have written especially the title tune, All Heaven and Nature Sings. The song is really it's got two titles, and one is uh, and the Song Goes On. For whatever reason, the night Jesus was born, the angels started singing, and they have never quit singing. If I were part of another world religion, I'd be so jealous of all of the music that has come out of the Christian camp. It started there, and it just keeps going on. Every year there's new creations, and I don't know how many symphony orchestras, including Philly's symphony, this Christmas I'm sure will be doing Handel's Messiah. Some people will be singing it because it is a definite testimony and statement of their faith. He shall reign forever and ever and then other people will be playing it and singing it because it's just a great piece of music. Yeah. So I still have to rest my case on Jesus as a source of a whole lot of good music and a whole lot of beautiful art. So so that's the Christmas project. And then the new project is a song called Let's Just Praise the Lord, which we wrote. Thirty-five years ago, wow. four, no, fifty years ago, wow. way before the pra- praise of worship stuff uh, came along, there's nothing new about praise and worship. Been around ever since David, yeah, and uh, <laughs> continues because the new musicians keep finding uh, phrases from the Psalms that that turns into great, uh, you know, great music. So it's a combination of. Uh, the most, probably the most requested of the uh, praise and worship tunes in the last 10, 15, 20 years. And other songs that definitely are aimed towards praise.
2: That's exciting. If you're just tuning in, Bill Gaither, our guest today on The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia, the three most recent, I think, projects we're talking about here. That's Gospel Brother, the Christmas album All Heaven and Nature Sing, and the newest one, Let's Just Praise the Lord. Might any songs, maybe not the Christmas one necessarily, but might a song or two from those make it into the set list for the concert on the 29th, you think? How do you change? Oh, yeah. yeah.
4: Okay. Uh, we're going to, t- we, we do the 10,000 Reasons song. Which came out of that, and we uh, uh, we do my chains are gone, and uh waymaker, several of them because uh you know people are people from time time ask me because I'm old I've been around forever <laughs> and, and 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 you can tell by the tone of voice when they say, What do you think about the current praise of worship yeah. and I said, well, you know something when we started back in the sixties. Uh, There was a lot of stuff written. And and let me go back further than that. Fanny Crosby wrote 6,000 hymns. You name five of them, we still sing. And you'll be pressing yourself. So in every generation, there's a whole lot of new material that comes out. Very little of it really sticks to the wall and is sung in the next generation and the next generation. See, how great our our, art was written back in 54 F Shea uh, was a good friend. He said, Bill, I saw that on the original manuscript. Mr. Klein brought it over when they were in uh, in, the, in England with the crusade. And so, see, that's been around for 70, 70 years. People think it's uh, you know thousands of years old. Right. But when good songs come along and they hit a nerve, they hang around. So uh, I think the new project is just the best of the new stuff that's come along.
2: Amen. Well, and to your point there, I, w- I did want to ask you a kind of a perspective question, but not about the music necessarily. You know, I mentioned my dad. He's 94 and he calls that advanced middle age. Uh, spoke with him this morning. He, he walked and worked out, emailed some folks. And if I know him the way I do, he's probably on the phone right now encouraging somebody about something and, you know, serving the Lord all the way through his life. When you look over your life and the years of ministry, is there an aspect of serving the Lord that stands out as maybe most important to you, um, and even what the Lord has taught you about Himself uh, as you step back and you think about all the all the concerts and all the music and all the people you've met? Tim,
4: uh, what we will do that night at Ben Salem is very, very important, and it's a high priority for us, and we rehearse, and we want to make sure that is very, very good. And we've had people you know, to email us back or write us or get in contact and saying that was my first contact with anything from the, from the Christian uh, world. And, uh, and that was my first introduction to it. Wow. I've become a Christian since then, and, and credit, you know, that kind of a, a experience as, as where they started. Or they'll say, as your dad would say on the phone maybe today, Uh, I was going through a terrible, terrible loss or a terrible problem, and I came in that night, and uh, you didn't solve the problem, but you gave me some ammunition and some stuff, light stuff, to get through the problem. Hmm. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. God still leads us along through the good times and through the hard times. And so we have, we've received many comments like that, and I think that's very important. But probably the most important thing in my Christian journey is how does this affect the people where I live in this little town of Alexandria, Indiana, where I used to teach school. I've lived here all of my life, and, uh, and these people know me, and I know them. The people that I've been able to lead to the Lord— not not immediately, but over the period of years, walking in the park with them and talking with them. The one-night concert is, is very important to what we do, and it's going to be great. But even more important to that is how we live it out here on a day-by-day basis. Laura and I to live in the same house we lived in when we taught school 50 years ago, and, and how that works out on a day-by-day basis. Sometimes it's not nearly as glorious, as a great concert with a big crowd is, but it's something that you can see through over a period of time and see God's handiwork in all of it.
2: Amen. I love that. Bill Gaither with us today on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. They're in concert, the Gaither Vocal Band, on the 29th of September at 7 at Christian Life Church in Ben Salem, just a couple of last questions before uh, letting you go for the day. Thank you for, again, taking time with us. One is just your thoughts on worship in general. What's it about or what's important about it or any angle, how you write a song? Uh, but what's important to you, your your thoughts that kind of come to the foreground for you when it comes to worship?
4: Okay. To me, there are two kinds of worship. There's vertical, uh, you know, of God and giving Him praise and honor, it's very scriptural, you know, we should do that. However, I think for the man sitting in the pew or the woman sitting in the pew, he's saying that's very good for us today in the service, but how does that work itself out on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in serious life problems that I am facing? If our worship is only to God, and and that's good, and I'm not putting that down. But if it doesn't have a horizontal bent to it, of I, you know, Francis Shaver uh, coined the phrase years ago. How then shall we live? Yeah. I mean, how shall we walk out of this place and make a difference because of our love for the Lord and what we we've expressed to Him and the and, and the goodness that we receive from Him? How does that make any difference on Monday and Tuesday? And Wednesday, therefore, Gloria has written a great lyric to uh, Finlandia. Uh, I then shall live as one who's been forgiven. I'll walk with joy to know my debts are paid. There's another line that I then shall live as one who's been forgiven. I've been so loved that I'll risk loving too. Wow. And, and when relationships demand commitment, then I'll be there to care and follow through. To me, that's where your praise and worship hits the road. It's a horizontal approach. Yes. And and it can make a difference in the world that we're in. That's a whole whole other discussion, and there's a lot of very intelligent folks who probably would poke some holes in some of that, but but it works for me.
2: No, but I, I think, you know, it's the first time I've ever talked to somebody who... Uh, you're obviously not saying worship somebody else, like in your life, but you're saying that the worship should really have an effect on what's next and what's happening with you, Uh, because you often hear that about the sermon, let's say, is the message relevant to the week? But I don't think I've ever heard someone say, is the worship relevant to the week? Uh, You know, you can still sing songs to God on Tuesday or Friday, but um, I think it's a very, there's a lot of insight into that, to think that the worship on Sunday, Lord willing, is applicable and helps and, and that you just, you still do it throughout the week, but that it affects your week. Uh, that's actually, I want to chew on that some more, because I, I think it makes a ton of sense.
4: It, it absolutely makes sense. Probably our biggest song, as far as requests, and sung around the world, and translated, I don't know how many languages, is, is a song just like that. It's stating a theological statement that Christ came uh, as a baby, uh, divine, uh, divinely appointed. Yeah. And, and lived here and uh, was was fully human, fully divine, died and rose again on the third day. And we wrote the song, uh, Because He Lives. I can face tomorrow because He lives. Fear is gone because I know He holds the future. Life is worth the living just because He lives. We sing it every night. And it is still true. It's one thing. To state a theological absolute, but it's another thing to say because this absolute is true, it's going to make a difference in how I live, whether I live a life of faith or a life of fear. That's a big difference.
2: Oh, that's great. That's great stuff. Well, when we wrap up here, I'll I'll put that song on because I think that'll make for a great cherry on the Sunday. The The other last question I have for you is just how people could pray for you.
4: I think for wisdom and energy to do. Gloria and I are still pretty active at this stage,
2: hmm.
4: and we got family like everybody else, and uh, we always need wisdom, knowing how to handle uh, kids and grandkids and all of that, and that would be very very helpful. And, and thanks for bringing that up, Tim. For sure. And we would appreciate appreciate the prayer. And before we close, I would. I'd like for you to bring your dad. I'd love to meet your dad. I'd love to meet you for the concert that night. So. That
2: would be great. I would love that. I'll talk to dad and see if he can make that work. That'd be wonderful. Yep. Now people yep. can pray for the Pacers too, right? Because are you a Pacers fan? Being from Indiana.
4: Oh yes. If you're from <laughs> Indiana, you're dribbling basketball by the time you're three years old. So <laughs> they,
2: put, they put hoops in your crib. You know,
4: take a shot off. We, Yeah, we don't have much of a chance this year with teams like yours who have a Joel Embiid who's so big, (laughs) and when we play them, I said, oh, Lord, just help us get through this tonight. (laughs) That's
2: funny. That's funny. Well, the Pacers have had good teams over the years, but they've never quite gotten all the way there, and I think the last couple of years have been on the the rough side, but hopefully brighter things ahead. So. Well, Bill Gaither, it's a real privilege to talk to you. Thank you for taking time, and uh, we're looking forward to the concert on the 29th.
4: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing
2: you, so blessings to see you. Amen. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bill Gaither on the Tim DeMoss Show today on WFIL. What a privilege to have him on the program. Uh, we'll knock out our final break, come back with that song I mentioned that he says they do in every concert because he lives. A couple other things to let you know about, too. In just a moment, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning
1: in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
2: It's 4.54 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Um, Let's see, a few things to let you know about. Thank you to Loretta, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, who called in and uh, picked up the cost of a Bible, actually a few more, in our partnership with Voice of the Martyrs. We invite you to do the same. We now have 53 listeners in the circle, trying to get to 130 by the end of the month. We can definitely do that. Maybe even can go beyond that. Most important number is one, you calling in or going online and helping out. $6 for a single Bible to go to the persecuted church in one of 70 different countries that Voice of the Martyrs works in. 800-279-1969 to keep that circle growing larger. 800-279-1969 or WFIL.com. Uh, also, just to give you a little quick heads up, it's a really busy time. We appreciate your prayer for the program Looking forward to having Alan Jackson uh, from Alan Jackson Ministries joining us. He has a new book out called Big Trouble Ahead. We actually have a contest going right now where you could win a 64-gig iPad Air, and you actually get the first chapter of his book to, You know when you enter the contest. So that's a, a cool thing right in our homepage. Franklin Graham, looking forward to having him. I think it might be Thursday of this week. He's at the Allentown Fairgrounds this coming Saturday. Chelsea Monroe Castle, who is an author and uh, in, in the cooking, too, has a... Kind of a fun thing, different topic altogether. The Star Trek cookbook, brand new tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if ever tomorrow what day. But uh, anyhow, she'll be on the show. Eddie DeGarmo from DeGarmo and Key and many others. A lot going on. We appreciate your prayers. I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. Please pray for that because I'm not into it. I'm not looking forward to it whatsoever. Maybe this song from Bill and Gloria Gaither will come in handy. That's uh, because he lives. (laughs) I can face the dentist chair. Have a great night.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL
0: and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's